The power of a podcast extends well beyond plugging in the mic. So if you're ready to learn how it can help you build a big business, then I'm your best friend. Hi, I'm Joanne Bolt, and I am obsessed with all things podcasting and creating an unapologetically big revenue business with it. From podcast guesting to podcast hosting and everything in between, we're going to dive into it all and show you step by awesome step how using a podcast can and will grow your business. So grab a glass of wine and pop your headphones on because girlfriend, happy hour has begun here on The Beat Word. Hey ladies, welcome back to The B Word. Today's guest, I met this cutie pie at a conference a couple of months ago and A, I'm obsessed with her headbands. You've got to watch her on Instagram because she's always got a different one on. She's spot on with her like looks and the whole thing. But more importantly, her heart is spot on and she serves women in such a way that I knew I had to bring her on and introduce her to you. So Jennifer Keller is the, um, I guess, founder of Redbird Press, which I, you guys know, you've seen in my Instagram stories. I bought her planner when I was at the conference. If you're watching this on YouTube, then you can see. It's called Project U. Of course, it's bright pink. So I had to have it in my life. But I tried it out and I use it almost every single day, every single week. So you can even tell I've got lipstick stains on the corner. One of the things I love, Jennifer, about this planner in particular is it adds in not only the what do you need to do every day and every month, but you can put your own daily devotion and daily gratitude in it, which I think really really kind of get your mindset going. So tell us more about the planners to start off with. Well, well, thank you so much for the introduction. I will tell you all, you already know how amazing this woman is, but she literally sought me out in a room full of women, helped me feel so welcome and just like immediately went into like, how can I help you? Um, and so you're just, you are so special and I love what you're putting out there. You're always trying to add value and and bring people, women in particularly, closer to to who they want to be and where they're going. I just think you deserve a shout out first and all. Well, bless your heart. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, Project U is is truly a guide that has been spiritually and scientifically put together to help women be their best version. So there are so many different routine things out there, but what I did was truly step out. Uh, of a spiritual journey uh, and really let God lead me in different ways. And, you know, what I learned was, yeah, we can have the gratitude practice, the habits, the planner and feel really organized and like we're checking some good boxes. But if we don't have that devotion in our day every single day, um, you know, we're really missing an opportunity to step into who we were created to be. So I took all of the things that I was doing in my morning routine and made one book because what I found is that when we have all of the chaos and all the different things to keep up with, it's a lot harder to really create a routine and to build habits. And if we keep it simple and everything's in one spot, then, you know, we have a a better, a better guarantee for a great outcome. And for me, like, Every morning I get up and I, I I sit still and I get in prayer and I do my routine. But what I find sometimes is that by lunchtime, I've lost the scripture 
you know, and you know, all the chaos is, is definitely not helping me be my best version. So having my book with me everywhere I go, I can reference back to my scripture from that morning. I can look at my to-do list and stay organized. And doing those things really helps me just clear out my mental bandwidth and create more resilience, which I think we all need in today's world. Amen, sister. Preach that. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on out there? Well, here's what I personally also like about it is, you know, I grew up in the Baptist church and we always had the devotional, you know, sitting by the bed. And what I found as I got older is I would either be super tired in the morning or I would fall asleep doing it at night. And so it it kind of got to be that routine piece for me that wasn't maybe follow me throughout the day because it was a bedtime thing or it was a morning thing by the bed, but it still, it was like that practice, it didn't come into my business world. And so this planner for me, because it does condense it all together, I actually keep it on my office desk. So when I sit down in the morning, it's like staring me in the face. And so before I start the emails or do all the things that the work requires, I'm reminded like, oh, let me take 10 minutes and fill this out and do this piece of my day. And so now it's become a piece of the business world as well as the personal world. And I, I'm actually way more consistent with it. I love that. I love that. And, and it's just figuring out where is that spot that this needs to be so that all you have to do is get in front of it. And I love that you've made that a part of, of, of your day in a way that that works for you, right? Yeah. And you know, one of the bigger things that I hear is that the to-do list, I mean, it's a planner, but it's obviously it's undated. Right. Um, a lot of times when we get up to get into our routine, wherever that might be, we keep our cell phones close to us and we get into our cell phones and then we get down a rabbit hole and then we've lost the whole stillness of the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what a lot of women do is just jot, like as these a million like things to do comes to mind, there's a spot for it. And that's the thing. There's a spot for everything in the book. And it truly, I mean, it goes right in your purse. You can take it everywhere you want to go. Travel. And that's another thing with it being summer. So many times I hear, well, it's summer, so I'm off my routine. Mm. Well, I don't know about you, but I really want to be my best version in the summer too. It's not a seasonal thing for me. I'm probably a better version of me in the summer because my kids are not in school and all that craziness isn't happening. Oh, I hear that. Yeah. And that's another thing is like there's less routine usually in the summer because kids are out of school. And this just really keeps us grounded, right? Like if we have a place for everything and we really create the space to do the work on ourselves, right? It's that it's that old strategy of like you can't just work in the business all the time. You have to have time to work on the business. Um, so whether you're a businesswoman or not, like you've got to make time to work on you in order to fulfill, you know, whatever goals you have. And here's what I also want everyone listening to really like latch on to is you created something because you needed it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you needed to put all the things in one space. And so you created it and then looked around and said, I think other women need this, too. That's how businesses are born most of the time. It's because we need to fill a need that we were seeking and searching for. And you had the courage to do that. So kudos to you. Well, thank you. And I think a big part of this, too, is having time to be still enough to either hear where you're being led or have ideas. Yeah. 
Like had I not created the space that morning that this idea came to me, I probably would have been on the hamster wheel, not present enough to capture the idea and to take action on it. You know, and, and you know, they say if if there's something you need or want and can't find, you're being called to create it. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about Podcast Her Network. You know, like I started the podcast and yes, you could take a digital course and it can get you started on plugging the microphone in. But then I kept seeking groups and other ways to learn more, get better, faster, and quite frankly, seek community. Because a lot of times when you're podcasting, it is lonely behind the microphone. I mean, it's, and quite frankly, when I do solo episodes, it's awkward. Like you're just talking to yourself. And so I couldn't find any leadership in the podcasting world that was women-led, women-based, and kind of thought like we do. And so I had to create it myself. You know, like that's why I actually created that that network and that community system. Well, and there's so much to be said about community, right? Like, yes, we can sit behind a screen in today's world and basically teach ourselves to to do anything. Mm-hmm. But without that support and without that accountability, like how far do we get? You know, how 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 ignited is our fire? Right. And so I think that's so beautiful because, yeah, you also, you know, probably pull some genius out of the women that you're helping in their podcasts. Right. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I guarantee it. So that community piece is so important. And I think that having the courage to take action on something that you needed, as you're saying, like there's something in every single one of us. Yeah. And a lot of times it's about who you get around. And bringing that out. Yeah. Putting yourself in the rooms. So you have got a roundtable coming up in August. Why don't we dive a little bit into that since we're talking about community and putting yourself in a room? Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So I really have a a desire on my heart that's much bigger than this roundtable. And (laughs) honestly, I'm just, fear has literally slowed me down. If I'm 1000% real, the doubt, the fear, you know, the worry, what will people think? You know, I've got another business. I'm in the insurance business. I've been with, you know, Aflac as an agency owner for, you know, 16 years. Wait, pause, because you, I know everyone just mentally did the duck Aflac in their head. So (laughs) circle back around, ladies, circle back. Okay, go. Right. Well, so yeah, and and I have a team of of people that are out, you know, doing the deal with Aflac. And so I've just been so worried, like, what will they think? You know, is this going to take away from this business? Is this going to stunt this growth? And it's just all been the enemy on my back, you know, because really what I'm trying to do is just impact women and unlock potential and put them in a space where they can they can be, you know, in a growth environment, right? They can be around the table with other women who want to be there, that want to support them. And really, like, it's it's a connector thing, right? And so I want to do one-on-one coaching. I want to have this mastermind. I want to do a retreat. Like, all of that is to come. But I'm starting with something smaller just so that I can really just maybe build build my belief a little bit more. 
but also just that impact, that intimate impact. I want to create that, right? And so this this roundtable is like a mini mastermind. Uh, it's ninety day program. It's all virtual, so that you know everyone can come in from you know really the comfort of their own home if they want to. Um, but have an opportunity to be in a community of women that are growth minded, have that proximity, have have access to tools and resources and women like you that will come and speak. Uh, hopefully that is I just manifested that. I just kind of put that out there. So I'm here for it. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, and just um, help us step into our next best version, because here's the reality. As we go into July, we're stepping into the second half of the year. Yeah. And this mastermind, mini mastermind, this round table, I'm still playing around with the, the wording, but, um, you know, is really going to launch us into the last quarter of 2023, mm-hmm. which really sets the framework for 2024. Yeah. You know, and so it's very strategic in the timing, but also I feel like God is going to put the right women around that table to help each of us step into the next best version. And that's the coolest part of it is just, being faith led, you know, it's it's hard because surrendering that being someone that used to just I got to call my own shots. I got to do my own thing. I'm misindependent. And then really surrendering things and ideas to him. It takes a lot longer. <laughs> it does, which creates patience. But also it creates the confidence because when you when you surrender it and it's laid out in front of you, you know, that's the right path. And you know you're stepping into this huge journey of impact. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. So I love one of the things that you said was you're starting small. Now, you said maybe it's to build your own confidence. But if you really look from a business standpoint, we all have the big visions. You know, we want to get to the bigger, the more, not from a financial standpoint, because we but because we truly just want to help that many people. And people that fail actually try to go from small to large too quickly without taking those baby steps along the way. And that's something I heard Lori Harder say one time was you've got to get the small steps firmly put in place before you can take the next big leap. So this small roundtable, mini mastermind, whatever you do end up calling it, I think is the right move for you because then you can learn, you can grow your community will build and maybe the next one is a little bit bigger and then you can leap into those bigger visions that you want to you want to fulfill. Yeah, I appreciate that coaching and feedback. That's so true. Yeah, I mean it is. But husband's always like, "Joe, can you take the coach off for a second? And I'm like, Uh-oh. I really I actually don't know how. Like I can't pause that button in me. <laughs> it's so good though. And it's so true, right? Like we got to keep it simple and it just goes back to really what Project U is all about, building those habits that then become the routine, that become the behavior, and then you have your lifestyle. So I love that. And we didn't even plan that. So this is just, it's divine. I love it. All right. So I'm sure you have started planning the round table. In your mind, what are some of the things that you want to get the women talking about? Yeah. So I really want to talk about dreams on on their hearts, right? I want to talk about you know, maybe the limiting beliefs, right? Get those things out on the table so that we can name them and then, you know, put boundaries up around them. Because in my mind, you know, these masterminds are so important because of what you hear another woman speak about, right? The the woman that is brave enough to be vulnerable and share what's on her heart. So really like the power 
is what she says, right? And so sometimes it's not necessarily the topic, right? It's just a conversation that spurs off. That's what I've learned in the masterminds that I'm in. It's like, yes, the coach, the facilitator comes in with an idea, but once someone shares something, like we can go in a totally different direction. And that was that's the divine conversation of of the session. But for me, it really is. It's it's connecting women. It's the proximity, right? Like putting other speakers in the group so that they can they can meet other women outside of just this circle. Um, but then just the the worthiness, like we just lack that as women just across the board, right? And so having an opportunity to build that and then just like have that wholesome growth, right? Not just business talk, not just personal talk, but have that wholesome growth to really step into that next best version of ourselves. I am so here for this. And and I'll tell you my number one reason is I've done a lot of masterminds over the course of my career. Many of them when I was in the real estate world, I thought a mastermind was really where you sit at tables of people at about your business level. And then you listen to someone kind of preach at you and coach you and tell you what to do to get to the next level. That was a mastermind, right? And then I entered into this podcasting and entrepreneurial world in a different way. And the best mastermind I've ever been to, I went last February in uh, Phoenix, Arizona with Lindsay Schwartz. And she, you know, she had the stuff out on the desk, like she had a whole workbook of, I guess in her mind, like, if conversation doesn't flow, this is what we're going to talk about. We never opened the books ever because she allowed the conversation to flow and the community building to occur and all that accountability. And I'm still really good friends with a lot of those women now, months later. And so that was a completely like eye-opening moment for me on what a mastermind really could look like. And it, it, that's kind of what it seems to me like you're building. And I just think that I can't, I cannot encourage people enough to get into those kind of masterminds. Maria, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's been some of the most powerful conversations I've ever been in. And I think sometimes it's just, it's getting in the room. When I had my 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 big conference in January, which our next one is the first Saturday in January. So hopefully you'll be making a trip to Kentucky. Okay, for yeah, let me write that down right now. First Saturday of January. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I just I really wanted women to get in the room and just feel the vibes. You know, like I think sometimes it's not even about the content. Like sometimes it's it's being the woman in the room like you that helps other women feel comfortable being there and really passionately wanting to connect them. You wanted to know all about Project You. Like you just I was so taken back by that because that's <laughs> real. Like, I actually did tell the girl I was with. I'm like, I think that just scared her. <laughs> well, I was like, dude, this is amazing. Because as women, I think sometimes we're so insecure to run up to other women because we're like, what are they going to think about us, right? But we need that. That's the community I want to build. Women supporting women, community over competition. Like you will see me hashtag that a million times. And that's you, right? And putting ourselves in a room where there are other women like that, like that's a contagious thing. Right. Like yeah. modeled to me what that looked like. Oh, right? well, thanks. See, and to me, you model 
putting together the opportunities for those women to do just that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, from the book to the round tables to the big event in January, like you're giving so many opportunities to create the space for women to stop the collaboration, I mean, competition and, and lean into the collaboration. Absolutely. Man, like, that is where the magic happens. Truly better together. Like you hear that, you see that, but we are. And we're so, I think a lot of, a lot of my life, I've, I grew up as an athlete. Like, so that competitive nature is in me and like losing is just, ah, it kills me. Um, but, you know, stepping into to the version of a, a, the, myself that I am today, like you get so much further by bringing others along, collaborating, connecting, you know, maybe playing behind the scenes of things. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and so it's just it's such a beautiful thing to really step into collaboration and, and genuine, authentic collaboration. Right. Because there's plenty of room for all of us to shine. And none of us were created to shine in the same way. No. And I think that's what is so critical is we can all share our message and what we're called to do in this world and have a fear that someone else has got the same message or someone else is already doing this. But the truth is, someone's going to respond to the way I present it differently than they would respond to the same way someone else presents it. And so I think God puts us all here to be that person for someone because the the way the messages are delivered, we as different human beings need it differently from different people too. Yeah. And I, I read this morning, so I have this right here. Um, With great gifts comes great responsibility. We've heard that so many times. And I think that you know, one of the things that I really just keep over my head every day is that you are gifted with the abilities that you have. It's your responsibility to exercise those every day, no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on in your world. And I feel very responsible to that because that's the best gift that we can give him back. Yeah. Is exercising the gifts he's given us and being who he created us to be. And what that does for other women, even even other men, like when we step out and we truly exercise our gifts and we share the messages or we build the the platforms or the groups, we are literally modeling what courage looks like. And we're 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 putting confidence out there for other women to borrow. And that's a very important thing. I agree. I really do. And kind of speaking back to the, you know, you had a lot of fear and vulnerability in starting the roundtable because what will people think of you? Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember as I started to shift out of the real estate world there, I stayed in it longer than I should have because there was that fear of everyone knows me as a top producing agent. Everyone knows me as this. What will they think when I quit selling homes and start speaking to women through a podcast? You know, like, what does that look like? And do I want to put up with it? And, you know, during that transition, I found some people didn't come with me. And that's okay. I lost some friends along the way or people I thought were friends. And turns out, you know, they were just there for the real estate ride. But I picked up an entirely new network of women. And my tribe is actually stronger than it's ever been. And I couldn't have done that if I didn't have the support of some of the women I met in some of these masterminds or roundtables. Yeah. And one of my missions is really to prove that the multi-passionate thing is real. 
Yeah. Because I love the work that I do in my AFLAC business. I love the work that we do in our healthcare or health insurance business, right? And that just because I have this doesn't mean I can't have this. Exactly. That's a message that needs to go viral because right. I, we put ourselves in this box and I was doing it. Like I'm sitting here talking about it, but that was me two weeks ago, right? Like I don't have to just be Jennifer Keller with AFLAC. I am Jennifer Keller and God gave me these gifts. God's given me this platform and I am to use it with all of my gifts, not just one. And I want to teach people that when you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to step out and be multi-passionate and have different businesses, like you can do that. It's all about managing your time, right? And, And having great people around you. And I just I want to I want to prove that because I have had so much of my identity tied up in Jennifer with Affleck and in my world of insurance. I think so many people are shocked by it because they're like. She's got this hugely successful (laughs) business. What is she doing? Like she's going to lose over here by focusing over there. And there is this whole startup time where you're trying to figure things out. And will you fail? Yes. Have I? Yes. But those are the best lessons. And so for me, it's like sometimes my fuel comes from proving it can be true. And right now I need to dig deep in that because I don't have to be tied up in just this one segment of my life. Like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, you know, I'm a learner. A lot of different headbands and (laughs) I have to say hats. And then I was like, no, headbands. Let's Uh, go. And they're all beautifully appointed to you. And Part of the reason that you can step into both is you have your Affleck business so well established that now you have the capacity and the bandwidth to start something else. You know, I chose to come out of real estate because my passions were no longer there. Yours are still in both places. And that that's a beautiful thing. And I think that's a message a lot of women need to know is, yeah, you can do more than one thing. I I don't have to be defined by the one thing that I do. Yeah. And I think as a mom, like if we can kind of go there for a second, sure. we put ourselves in this box of like being being a mom has to be the most important thing. That, the first thing that I do, like I can't do anything else until I'm like the perfect mom. Like I know a lot of women. I fail at that on a daily basis. I, but don't you put that pressure on yourself sometimes? Yes. Yes. And very much. Because we want to be the perfect mom already means that we're a good mom, right? Because we say, so yeah, I'm going to like write that down and blow it up on a wall somewhere, especially so that my kids can read it. Because especially in the summer when they're like, mom, we want to do all of this stuff and you're just working. And I'm like, but I, that's right. I am saving space for you. I am doing all the things. You just don't realize it. You know, and it's so hard for them to see. And if they... If they only knew what those comments did to our hearts, I know they wouldn't say them, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, today, I, like, so normally, like, my daughter, she's doing swim, and my niece and nephew are too, and we carpool. But usually our nanny, which is my oldest daughter, she will do it, or my sister-in-law. So this morning, I was like, you know what? I can take to swim. And I felt so accomplished that I, like, made space to do that. And we pull into the parking lot, and my daughter says, I really wish you could stay. And I was like, uh, oh, yeah, twist, twist. Yeah, but then I just kind of looked at her and I said, well, mommy was just so happy to just be able to bring you, baby. And she said, you'll be there tomorrow at my meet. And then it was like, okay, we're all good now. You know, I know they don't mean to do that, but it's like, 
that doesn't have to be all that we are because we're a mom. And I, and I think so many times we need to hear that. It's okay. And in fact, when we step out into our gifts, we are letting them see what that looks like. And I, I think the thing we need to start taking home to our children is that they already have gifts from God. They're already within them. And we need to start inspiring and talking to them more about what they believe their God-given gifts are so we can start helping that bloom. You know, think about how long it took us to get into masterminds and go to the conferences to start working on ourselves. If we can take this and take it to them, that resistance is not going to be there for them when they get to the age of building their businesses or building it out. Okay, I received this so much from you because, and, and the irony of it is, my husband and I were having a similar conversation a few nights ago that, you know, part of why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing is to show my daughter that it's possible because I have a son and a daughter. I grew up in an era where you go to school, you go to college, you get a corporate job. And my husband grew up in that same era. And we're looking at our kids going, you know what, my son, yeah, he's going to follow that path. Like the way his brain works, he'll go to some engineering school and then he'll get a corporate job and he'll be happy as toast, you know, doing that. My girl, she's a creative. Let's be honest. She may go to college or she may find some other path that just lights her up inside and keeps her fired up. And I want her to see that there's such possibilities out there that I didn't have, you know, a doorway to, but I'm going to create those for her and give her the bandwidth to walk through that door. I love that. And that is a purpose that nothing will get in the way of. No, because let's be honest, you know, being an entrepreneur, you can have a college degree, but it doesn't always help. (laughs) I I have an associate's degree, you know, and I have two bachelor degrees and I tap into them, but I tap into way other stuff as well. It's the street smarts that really make the entrepreneur, in my opinion. And she's got that. So, all right, let's go ahead and make sure that the women listening to this today fully know how to get a hold of you, get in your world. I'm sure your your roundtable, you're going to cap it, like you said, and keep it small. So if they want in or they want to get a planner, a book, like how how do they find you? Yes. Awesome. So thank you for that. Um, our website is redbirdpress.net. So you can find all the things there. Would love to connect with you on social media um, at Jen Keller 3 and at Redbird Press. All right. And when will you be putting out registrations for your roundtable? Or so, is there like a list that they can get on? Or, Well, I did. So today I posted a video and said, if you're interested, DM me. So that's going to be like the, the, the start of the list. But we're going to launch uh, the ability to sign up um, right after the 4th of July. So um, before the weekend. So excited. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate it. You just finished another episode of the B Word podcast. Cheers to you. If I were with you, I would literally pop a big old bottle of Prosecco and pour you a glass. Since I'm not, why don't you do the next best thing and share this episode with one of your besties? Because we all know you've got that one girlfriend that needs to hear it. Thanks, friends.